0: This story is dedicated to the memory of my thesis advisor, Michael H. Gold, who passed away on April 20th, 2015. Uh, I found out about it about a week ago when I got an email from my dear friend, Mary Gamble, or Mary Mayfield. Uh, And Mary just simply said that sorry to inform you about the passing of Mike. And uh, I've been thinking about Mike's passing for the last week and all the things that he did to help me, you know, become the person that I am today. Uh, Normally, a thesis advisor, I mean, what he does is, you know, he monitors your research and your projects and your thesis. And Mike was much more than that because, to me... At our at the school that I went to, the Oregon Graduate Center, there was uh, there was only you know like for six people in the in the entering class that year. You know, there was only six students. There were you know sixty people on the staff, and and six graduate students that year came in. There was a total of about thirty graduate students, totaling about sixty faculty. So you get to know your thesis advisor quite well. You see each other every day. Um, and they really become much more of a mentor to you uh, than just you know your academic advisor anyways so here's the story about Mike Gold and me uh and some of the things that that he did or said to me along the way to help me uh form the person that I am uh, i remember at the time i was uh i was religious but not uh Anywhere where to the degree that I'm religious today, uh, I used to go to shul on Shabbos morning, and uh, it was you know always the case. I would you know get up and go to shul Saturday morning, uh, then I would come home and have lunch, uh, and then I would go into the lab in the afternoon and work. You know, for till you know seven or eight o'clock, nine o'clock Saturday night, um, and then maybe get together with friends. But this particular time that I recall, um, I w- it was a v- particularly hard week uh, at the lab. I was trying to during you know part of my thesis project was to create. Uh, to synthesize some radioactive carbon-14 compounds that Mike was and his uh, genetics team was going to use in their metabolism studies of wood rotting fungus for, uh, for trees. Uh, so, it was my job to create these compounds, and once I had them created and once I had them purified, then Mike could use them in his genetic studies and he called me and he says, "Dave, you know, I don't know what's going on with your projects. I know you're in here you know twelve, fifteen, twenty hours a day, practically, but we got to get these compounds finished. you know you got to do something to get some help and how to figure the, you know figure out how to make these compounds because we're falling behind." in getting the metabolism studies done and you know this is grant work and you got to produce results and otherwise there's a problem and he really you know laid into me pretty hard about about getting some help in terms of trying to figure out why these compounds weren't getting made uh, as I needed to have them made, anyways. So I took it really to heart, and I, you know, even though I was working from you know nine in the morning till midnight every night, uh, I decided, you know, that that particular Saturday when it came along, I just didn't have time to go to shul. and I thought, you know, I just got to get into the lab. I got to spend every minute in here that I can. I got to get this stuff done, and so that job this morning, I just you know frustrated and angry. I just I didn't go to school. I went into the lab and started working on you know working on the research that I was doing. Anyways, around ten thirty in the morning, Mike comes into my office or into my lab area, and he looks at me like, "What are you doing here?" I go, Mike, I'm working, you know, you told me that I have to dedicate, you know. He goes, David, he says, I don't ever want to see you in here on Shabbos morning or Saturday morning, as he said it. He says, I don't ever want you to not go to shul. As a matter of fact, you should never not go to shul uh, because some boss or some, reason makes you feel that you have something more important to do that's who you are you know you you go to shul every week don't ever let anybody ever tell you that you have something more important to do than than go to shul on shabbos morning and I mean, he was so sincere, and he was so angry, and he basically threw me out of the lab that day, and said, "You know, get out of here. I don't want to see you in here on Shabbos." And in fact, to this day, I have never worked on a Shabbos since then. Um, It just—it really said to me, David, nobody has a right to ever tell you that when it comes to your religiosity, that that you have to compromise that to get anything else done. And in fact, you shouldn't let anything make you compromise that uh, in order to get something else done. Going to shul and being an observant Jew has always been important to me. And I've always, you you know, put it somewhere in my life. I never just put it totally on the back shelf and said, forget it. But thanks to Mike uh, and that uh, rebuke that he gave me that morning, I can say that I've never, have n- never worked a Shabbos since then, and that was you know thirty-seven years ago. Um, I didn't necessarily you know keep Shabbos, but nonetheless, I didn't go to work. It never was a day where I said I don't have time to do Shabbos this week. I don't have time. That that never happened again, uh, and that I I owe thanks to Mike. Another story that comes to mind is that when I was writing my thesis, you know, first of all I have to write a draft. So I wrote this draft, I turned it in, you know, the first chapter or the introduction, and Mike looked at this thing and said, David, this is terrible. You you know you got to rewrite this. And I go, went home and I took it to heart and I spent another week on it and I wrote it up and I came back. And he goes, this isn't any better. This is terrible. He says, He says, you know, I know you're dyslexic. He says, and I've given it a lot of thought. And I'm going to tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you, in six months, I'm going to give you a master's degree in biochemistry. I'm not going to offer you a PhD. Um, I want you to go out, get a job, doing laboratory work i don't want you to have a phd and have to write grants and write proposals and write up papers he says because you will hate your life and you you love doing the science and that's where your strength is and don't fight me on this take the take the masters degree and go out and get a job and be a laboratory chemist, and that's what you really are good at. That's what you ought to do. And and it turned out that he was 100% right, and I knew it. I knew I hated writing. I knew I was a terrible writer. But thanks to Mike, who saw that and who had the ability to say, look, I've I've invested three years in this graduate student, and this is my first graduate student. I probably was his very first graduate student, um, that he would say, Look, I, I know I need somebody to do this research, but right now, if I keep David Weinstein on staff as a Ph.D. student, I'm not going to be doing him a service. And so he was really doing a service to me. He was really helping me by saying, look, I'm going to put your interests uh, is equal to, or if not ahead of mine, uh, so that you can, you know, get the right direction in life. And I think that's exactly what he did by telling me that I should take my master's degree. And there were other people on the faculty who said to me, David... I wouldn't necessarily, you know, give up at this point. You know, Michael happens to be your thesis advisor, that's true, but there are other members on the staff who think you are perfectly capable of, of doing this, and I wouldn't, they advised me, they said, David, I wouldn't stop coming in here and pursuing that Ph.D. Uh, until they meet you at the door and say, son, you can't come in here anymore. Uh, but I didn't fight Mike, and it turns out, that I have never regretted that decision, that I, I wrote up my thesis, Mike basically rewrote it and put it into English or science, whatever you want to call it, and we, we published it, we published all our papers together, uh, and I got out in six months with a master's degree. I went right to work as a clinical chemist, and I've never Regretted being uh, having a master's degree in biochemistry instead of having uh, a PhD, and I really owe that to Mike, who saw that that this is something that's very important uh, to the happiness of Dave Weinstein, and I'm going to see that it got that it took place. So that's that's two, and the third story I like to relate was when I finally had this thesis written. I had to write the dedication page, and Mike was wanting wanting to know, you know, what about the dedication page? Where's the dedication page? So I told him, I said, Mike, I'm going to dedicate this to my friend Gail Bowen, and he goes, Gail Bowen? I said, yeah, Gail and I have been friends ever since I moved to Portland. Gail has been training to swim the English Channel, and to me as rarely as I get a chance to see her, I can feel that when we get together that her struggle to train for the English Channel is as much a challenge to her as me working for this master's degree. And so if I wanted to find something that, he goes, Dave, stop. He says, you are not dedicating your master's thesis, to a channel swimmer. He says you're going to dedicate this to your parents, to your father and to your mother and to all the people who have helped you get this far, but primarily to your father and mother. He says I am not going to sign off on a a thesis where you dedicate it to a girl that you feel that, you know, she struggles in life like you struggle in life, and she's building, you know, she's trying to swim the English Channel. He says, that's not what you dedicate this to. He says, your parents got you this far in life, not some channel swimmer. And your parents and he you know, just went on and on and he would not let me he would not yield on this point. And and sure enough, my master's thesis is dedicated with love and honor to my father and mother who supported me and who got me to this point in life. And those three stories I think tell a lot about who Mike Gold was and how he truly cared about another person's um, growth in life especially I can say that he cared about my personal growth uh, and he get me he gave me a lot of positive advice and I, and I followed it to this day and I really can't thank him enough um, for all of the care and, and, and devotion and in care that he he expressed and helped me to get to be the person i am anyways that's the story and uh, michael's a great guy no question about it have a good day